All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 10th episode of the KCB Music Den. Woo-hoo. That's right, guys. Number 10. We actually made it to a double digits. <laughs> For those of you who have heard us before, you know what's coming. For those of you who don't, today we are tackling the discography of Ryan Adams. Mm. <laughs> we are all excited to be doing this. He's a favorite of all of ours. We're going to sit down, find 12 songs, put them on two sides to create one great album. For me, Ryan Adams has been playing in the background of my life like a soundtrack for the last two decades. He even was the songwriter of those songs I danced to at my wedding. Um, he's one of the most prolific songwriters of the last of our generation, really. He's put out 16 albums under his name or with the Cardinals, three with his band Whiskey Town, and enough singles from his, his own Pac-Sam studio to keep you busy for years. One particularly fruitful stint... In 2005, seen him put out three full-length albums in a seventh-month span. I mean, insane. My love for him started, bizarrely, in 2000 when a new employee at a record shop came up to me with a max-out cassette tape with songs from Whiskey Town, from Stranger's Almanac, and Faithless Street, (laughs) scribed on the paper that was inside of it. That employee was Kilo. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much, Kilo. Yes. And that was at the Music Den, where we get our name from. That's right. I was blown away by the tape. Um, Just the information he gave me, and and since then, it started a friendship with us. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure all of us have, but my big highlights, I've seen him multiple times in concert. Greatest one being a birthday day present for my sister, where I got front row seats, dead center, five feet away from Ryan Adams, Mm -hmm. as he performed at the Tower Records in Philadelphia. So, all right, boys, let's get started and see what happens here. I'm going to start off over there with Charlie. All right. All right. So I'm going to start my album a little bit differently than I have with any other album. And I want you all out there listening to picture yourselves in the hotel lobby of the Hotel Chelsea in New York City. I can do that. (laughs) Time does not matter. So... Picture that there is a record player in the lobby, and that's going to play our tw- my 12 tracks. Okay? Right. So while we're listening to the album, you know, during the intro for each song, we're going to talk about someone who walks by, who has either been a guest at this hotel or a resident. Ryan actually lived there for a while as well. Uh, Kilo will tell us hopefully later about his experience um, at this place. But I wanted to start my song off... Um, or my album off, with a song off Love Is Hell. And it's actually the last song on Love Is Hell. And that's Hotel Chelsea Nights. Ooh, See what you're doing there. Curveball. <laughs> I want, I, I, first of all, I love this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I have done in the past, I love my musical intros for my first song. Yes, you do. Track. This has a 33-second musical intro. The Wurlitzer Electric Piano... Um, his smoky voice, it just sets a tone for this song. I love the guitar solo. I love the chorus. Um, my favorite line is, I feel like getting rid of all my things. Maybe just disappear into the fog. The traffic roars. My stomach screams like a gang of angry dogs. Yeah. Um, I... In my former life, I was a hotel manager for 22 years, and uh, there was a really bad snowstorm about five or six years ago. 
And I was stuck in my hotel for three nights. <laughs> and I kept playing this song. <laughs> <laughs> I would play this song at least four or five times a night. Yeah, it's just, it's it's such a great song, um, as so many of his are. Um, strung out like some Christmas lights. Lights out there in the Chelsea nights. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> so that song related, or, and yeah, so for me, and as we listen to my album, we're going to remember that we're in the lobby of this Hotel Chelsea listening to this album, and we're going to... We're gonna run into some guests and see some some famous people that have stayed and um, resided at the Hotel Chelsea. So for not my number one, Hotel Chelsea nights off Love Is Hell. Kilo, what you got? Bald Charlie. Wow, that's great. Thank you. Okay. Well, I feel, I feel like my pick's a little too obvious <laughs> then after that. But um, again, you folks who listen every week know that I always look at track one as if I could only play one song. You know, who is Ryan Adams? What does he sound like? Um, try to you know, rope that person into you know, listening to the whole album. So I went to his album Gold from 2001. And my perfect Ryan Adams album opens up with New York, New York. Mm. Um, and I got ahead of myself for a second. I just want to mention since I'm, this is my first chance to talk about Ryan Adams. Um, I am a songwriter. I'm proud to be a songwriter. Um, this is the, the human being on this earth <laughs> that I have looked to the most as far as inspiration. Um, you know, he was touted early on in his career as being the quote Bob Dylan of our generation. And, you know, that's usually the kiss of death for people. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's a true statement. He rose up and said, okay, <laughs> got it. Cause, cause he is folks. Um, yep. this, this is the guy you need to be listening to if you like, you know, quality songwriting. But back to my number one, New York, New York. Um, it's got that great, quick acoustic guitar strum mm-hmm. intro. Works great to start the album, as it worked great to start the Gold yep. album. Um, actually, this song was nominated for Best Male Rock Vocal at the Grammys, um, which I didn't really know. I'm surprised I didn't know that. Um, he lost to Lenny Kravitz, but it's okay, because so did Eric Clapton, John Mellencamp, and Bob Dylan that year. <laughs> oh, so my. don't feel too bad about that one, Ryan. That's a crowded field. Yeah, <laughs> a crowded house indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, another podcast. Anyway, <laughs> um, so now this, speaking of Bob Dylan, this song definitely has a Dylan feel with that rapid fire lyrics uh, crammed into the verses. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite lyrics are the last verse. I remember Christmas in the blistering cold in a church on the Upper West Side. Babe, I stood there singing. I was holding your arm. You were holding my trust like a child. Found a lot of trouble out on Avenue B, but I tried to keep the overhead low. Farewell to the city and the love of my life. At least we left before we had to go. Yep. Just a barn burner of a song. Kicks you in the face for track one, so that's what I wanted to do with Ryan. So number one, New York, New York, over to Bravo. All right. Awesome. To start mine off, a lot of mine, again, are going to be personal favorites. Just songs, like I said, that played in the background of my, my last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm opening Soundtrack. up with a Love is Hell track. And that is English Girls Approximately. Oh. It's a song that was definitely, I mean, there's no question, it's, it was inspired by Beth Orton, their relationship that they had. Yeah. I mean, he even mentions he uses the line, Little Day Breaker, which was a <laughs> reference right to her album. Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't hiding it. <laughs> and he had a great line in there that I absolutely, it's probably one of my five favorite Adams at lines, where he says, said you didn't love me, it was right on time. Was just about to tell you, but okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. just great line, <clears throat> um, fantastic track, and I just, 
picture it nicely starting off now. Interesting opener, yep. yeah. All right, over to you. Great. Come on, Charlie. All right, so my number two. Um, I mean, Adam Duritz sang in the choir for this song. Like, Adam Duritz from Counting Crows, if you don't know, who we've also done on the podcast. Um, yeah, this song is so good. Um, and it's the Rescue Blues. Ooh, mm. yes. And everybody wants to see you fall. That's why they always love to get you high. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows you need the pain so much. Lady Well, keep in touch. Baby, just don't charge me with the Rescue Blues. Mm -hmm. I love the guitar lick in this yep. song after the second <laughs> chorus. Um, it kicks in and it just lifts the song. And then there's the bridge with the choir. Get you high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and again, yeah. like we talked about in the last episode <laughs> with the Killers, you know, there's so, that, that song without the brass. Um, without the chorus, yeah. this song, it, it just does not get to the level that it does. And it also is a great follow-up to Hotel Chelsea Nights. It just flowed really, really nicely mm -hmm. as well. And so, yeah, number two for me, The Rescue Blues. I, I love this song. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Keila, what you got? We'll get to that much later, possibly. Um, my number two, I'm going to an album that I know is a, very much a favorite for Bravo, and I, I would agree with it. I'm going to that amazing year of 2005 to Cold Roses, <laughs> mm, the double album. And my number two song is Let It Ride. Mm, mm -hmm. um, I think it's the standout track from the first of those three albums he released in 2005, like we mentioned. Uh, Jacksonville City Nights and 29 were the mm -hmm. other two albums. Yeah. What a year. Um, Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's, I still marvel at it. Um, it's got that straight-ahead country rock feel. Uh, it's got great guitar hooks, and the harmony vocals are amazing. Um, Adams was inspired by the guitar playing of Jerry Garcia during this era of, mm -hmm. of their career. Yes, he did. Um, and my favorite lyric in this song is, Tennessee's a brother <laughs> to my sister Carolina, <laughs> where they're going to bury me, and I ain't ready to go. Mm, I'm, I'm never, never ready, ready to go. go. What a great, <laughs> what a great song. It's just, it was an obvious choice for me at number two to just keep the momentum going after yep. New York, New York. So that's my number two, Let It Ride. I'm going to let it ride over to Bravo. All right. Mm. Well, I, I went with Kilo where I wanted to go upbeat, start yeah, start getting that pace up. So I went with Firecracker from Bravo. Mm. Great, great upbeat. Love nice. the harmonica on the track. Um, oh, yeah. So when does the plane go down? Because I'm going to ride until it hits the ground, then go out with a fight because I just want to be your baby at night. I mean, yep. what a great line. Upbeat, like I said, just get it moving right into the, that track there, so... Yep, what with number number two with Firecracker. Nobody, Charlie. What an explosive track! Oh there. yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> All right. Charlie. So for my number three, I went off of Cold Roses. Mm. And so we're sitting in the lobby right now, and uh, Tom Waits actually just walked by. One of my he? favorites. Love him. Oh, and there's Joni Mitchell. Mm. So my number three, Magnolia Mountain. Oh. And you touched on the Grateful Dead. This song to me has like that country-ish yeah. kind of Grateful Dead feel to yeah. it. Oh yeah. His pained voice in this song, when he sings "Let my Savior Man," and oh, then it just yeah. goes off. You know, yeah. like ah, oh, just the guitars, the the and the dynamics in this song. You know, he, he softens it, he slows it down, he picks it up. Mm -hmm. um, it's just an epic, epic song, um, and. And really kind of more one of his, like, guitar-focused songs. You know, like, where the song itself 
Um, so yeah, for me, number three, Magnolia Mountain off Cold Roses. Uh, it followed up the Rescue Blues nicely. Um, not ideally, but it was in the best spot that I could put it. And for me, uh, to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a tribute to you, like I wanted kind of a home run. And for me, Magnolia Mountain is, in, in my opinion. So at number three <laughs> for me, Magnolia Mountain off Cold Roses. Kilo, what you got? Excellent choice. And folks, notice it only took him up to track three to start singing for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all grateful for that. Um, my number three, we're going right back to the album Gold. And I'm going with one of his most beautiful ballads of his entire career, in my opinion. And that is the song, When the Stars Go Blue. Mm, yep. Had to do it. Um, Ryan's vocals are sublime on this song. Um, his falsetto moments are just the right approach for the melody. Not too aggressive, not yeah. too soft, just absolutely perfect. Um, this song, early on in his solo career, establishes the most important thing about Ryan Adams. His talent as a songwriter. Um, this song was covered by the Coors, mm -hmm. and Bono was featured uh, on that version. And also country music superstar Tim McGraw took this song and had a big hit with it. Mm -hmm. Never forget who wrote the song, though, folks. Um, and honestly, I like Ryan's version better. Oh, yeah. No, no, no offense to Tim McGraw. He's a great singer. Um, Hot wife, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got to have faith. Um, but... <laughs> But the simple, gorgeous lyrics in the chorus, my goodness, folks, listen to this. Where do you go when you're lonely? Where do you go, go when you're blue? blue? Where do you go when you're lonely? I'll follow you where the, when the stars go blue. Absolutely perfect ballad. Damn it, Ryan. You're so good. Uh, number three, When the Stars Go Blue. Over to Bravo. All right. Well, number three, I'm already going to be stealing from Kilo. I'm going with Let It Ride. Oh, all right. Number yeah. three. And I also put right here, best line, Tennessee's a brother to my sister, Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, a really well-written line. That is We a keep all going right back to it. Um, and to me, that was the best song on that album, which to me is a Which is saying album. something. Yeah. So I'm mm. following you right there. Let It Ride. Number three, Let It Ride. All right. All right. You let it rise. Your favorite off off that track album, yeah. Like, yep. Interesting. All right, all right. So for my my number four, as we're sitting in our lobby, oh Jeff Beck just walked by. <laughs> Would you look at that? And Leonard Cohen just oh. walked by. My number four. Um, I was surprised that I that this was the only song that came off this album because when I when this album came out, I really liked this album, and that's Cardinology. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And so for my number four, again, flow really nicely for Magnolia Mountain, and that's Fix It. Oh, good. Yep. The beginning of this song, though, it sounds like an Alabama Shakes song before he starts to sing. Like, the Alabama Shakes yep. could oh, yeah. totally cover this song yeah. if they wanted to. Like, right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I like how this song builds in noise and intensity where, where he first sings the chorus quietly and unassuredly. Mm -hmm. It has that slithery though R and B groove, and and again, kind of as you mentioned about Bono, like it kind of has that yep. Bono style chorus to it. And I know it's not a game, Sing it. <laughs> but it feels like losing when someone you love throws you away. Ugh. Yep, God. just a great lyric, great song, um, and again, it flowed really nicely in the, from Magnolia. <laughs> Um, and again, I'm very surprised that, that this was the only song that I picked off Cardinology, and that's Fix It at number four. Great choice. All right, my number four. Um, 
I don't always go for a big home run like Bravo does on his number four, <laughs> but in, in a sense, maybe I ended up doing it on this this album. Um, I'm going to his self-titled album from 2014 for my number four, mm-hmm. which surprised me. Um, and I'm going with one of his most well-known songs, probably. Okay. And that's the song called Gimme Something Good. Yeah. Um, now, for many people, this was the first Ryan Adams song they ever heard. Um, he received a lot of attention for this song due to the fact that not only was this song nominated for Best Rock Song at the 56th Annual Grammy Awards, but the album was also nominated for Best Rock Album. Now, this is the point in Ryan's career where he put on his Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers yeah. jacket um, and did it extremely well. Um, I, I feel some type of way about the fact that there are people that only know this album and the <laughs> next album, Prisoner, and think that that's all he is. He does that very well, but... Yeah. He's uh, he's so much more. Um, so I'm actually a little surprised I ended up putting this on my album, but it fit perfectly at number four. And it is an absolutely fantastic song. Um, now, this is him doing that straightforward, as I call the meat and potatoes rock and roll sound, um, like, like Tom Petty, for example. Um, and the personal plea in the chorus lyrics, I just love, all my life been shaking, wanting something, holding everything I have like it was broken. Give me something good. <laughs> yeah. What a what a great rock song. Fit into number four really well for me. So that's Give Me Something Good. Number four. That's Over to Barada. So good. Yeah, and uh, number four, I'm trying to do, like you said, my home run, which doesn't mean to me popular song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It means to me that this this track is where I think it hit a home run. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. And it's off an album that not many people will talk about with him. But for me, it's Demolition. Mm. And the track is Nuclear. Ooh. Absolutely love that track. Sentimental geek. Well, yep, it is absolutely a <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Yeah. He told CNN in 2002, "I guess it's my attempt at Britpop for Americans." There's actually a really funny line in that that says, "I saw her, and then the Yankees lost to the Braves." Yeah. And if you are from Atlanta, you know that's not a very nice thing to say because <laughs> they never win. So, <laughs> but that track to me, just the sound of it. As soon as it hits my radio, I go, "Yep, I, I just absolutely love that song. Love the way it sounds." That's always going to be one of my favorites. So, right. Nuclear at number four. Nice. Woo. Okay. Charlie. All right. That's Who's in the lobby? A curveball, too. Who's I'll in the you. lobby now, Charlie? <laughs> I'll tell you. It should be Bravo. He's been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, I'm going back to his first album, Heartbreaker, which all of us, uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I hope that we see some songs off that. Um, oh, indeed. <laughs> so, my number five <laughs> is Come Pick Me Up. Mm-hmm. I love the harmonica intro in this song. Um, uh, he love... plays the harmonica so well. Yep. Um, Wesley from the Lumineers, actually, <laughs> when they covered this song, he said it's about a dysfunctional relationship where they're always breaking up and getting back together. Mm-hmm. But the relationship won't die because the guy just can't resist this evil woman. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Ritchie sang back up on this song. Yeah. And I it really it's a it's a song about an ex, but he has a girl sing with him or a woman sing with him. Yeah, so yeah. the irony in that was just, you know, a, a brilliant move and her voice it's Oof. so good. Like yeah. Again, it, that's really what sets this song apart. I think if he just sang it solo, you know, maybe it wouldn't even be on my album, but yep. you know, you have that duo with with her my favorite lyric is, I wish you'd make up my bed so I could make up my mind. 
Try so for sleeping instead. <laughs> Maybe you'll rest sometime. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a great song. And so that's why I had it at number five. Come pick me up off Heartbreaker. That is a classic. Kilo, what you classic got? Ryan Adams song. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm not really stealing from Bravo for my number five, but I am going already to his Demolition album oh, for my number such five. Such a good album. Um, which this was the third album. Third studio album, it was Heartbreaker, then Gold for a solo career, and then Demolition, which is really just a collection of mm-hmm. songs that were not, you know, didn't make it onto other albums or were, or were onto albums. Technically, we're actually on albums that were unreleased albums, right. which Bravo will touch on, I'm sure, at some point. He's, no one knows more about Ryan Adams' unreleased material on this <laughs> earth than Bravo. Um, or at least in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah there yeah, we yeah, go. That's yeah, probably better, yeah. That's right, yeah. I'll set you up for failure. <laughs> yeah. um, but... No, I should probably say which song it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on Demolition. But my number five is a song called You Will Always Be the Same. Be. Yep. You knew it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Now, on the 13-track compilation album, uh, this song was the only one not taken from one of those three you know, mm-hmm. unreleased okay. albums, which were uh, The Suicide Handbook, The Pink Heart Sessions, and 48 yep. Hours, um, which you can find online. Check them out. Um, this appears on what was called the Stockholm Sessions, mm-hmm. where he recorded it there. Um, now, Ryan said he was listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell, who was in the lobby earlier oh, for Charlie, yeah. um, and Nick Drake when Nick he wrote this Ryan. batch of songs. You can clearly hear that. Um, now, the best version that I have ever seen of this song was when Ryan appeared on the television program Music in High Places, mm-hmm. When he sat in a chair in the middle of a crowded marketplace in Jamaica and just played the song. Beautiful. As people walked around him and passed him. Stunning. Just beautiful. Um, it's got that finger-picking guitar style. It's, it's uh, oh. well, it's one of his best songs and it ended up on a, a B-Sides album. So think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number five, You Will Always Be the Same. Bravo. Perfect. Nice. <clears throat> My number five, I'm going to... I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite album at this point. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. But if there's one that I tend to go to more than others, Ooh. it's Jacksonville City Nights. Yeah, you do. I, I yeah. definitely... It's, I love that album. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen the Danny Clinch documentary, oh. September, it's like 22 minutes, watch it. Oh. It's basically filmed during the Jacksonville City Nights yeah. uh, you know, recording, and it's okay. absolutely stunning. Oh. Um, but the track I'm going with is Hard Way to Fall. Mmm. And the lyrics to it just, again, one of the Ryan's greatest things is he's just a writer. And this is, he writes, see how she moves through the door, how she loses her keys, how she loses her cool, watching blackbirds scatter through the trees, how she flips from the, from the front to the back, reading magazines. Oh my God, I miss those things. Mm-hmm. Which I think, man, what a, you see just reminiscing back. And I got to say, John Graboff and uh, Catherine Popper on the pedal, uh, you know, her on the bass on the, this whole album, uh, to me was huge. Huge, yeah, and John's all over this album, so oh, he's amazing, absolutely. So that's where I'm going, Hard Way to Fall. Actually, and my favorite lyric from that song is I guess it's the bridge. So if it's got to be you, uh, treat her right, hold her hand, tell her twice because yep. he's, he's doesn't have to worry, it'll be all right. He's yep. tipping his hat to the other guy, yep. he's like, Hey, she's with you now, okay, mm-hmm. I bow yeah. out, but you better treat her yep. right, or I'm gonna be he's, right in your face. Yep, absolutely, so, yeah, mm-hmm. love it, love it. All right, so for my track six to end oh, my side, side a. A, yeah. We see Sid Vicious and Bob Dylan oh. walk in. Well, this is quite a day at the lobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice day. Yeah. 
So this song for me uh, has a lot of personal meaning. This this album came out a, about a year, a little over a year after my first daughter Adeline was born, and we've I've talked about her um, in other podcasts. Indeed. But this song um, is from Easy Tiger, mm. and it's Good Night Rose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her middle name is Rose, and mm. so. I would sing this song to her, not every night, but on nights that she wouldn't fall asleep. <laughs> Periodically. Periodically. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, for me, this song has a lot of personal meaning. Um, the cascading guitar intro, um, just great drumming on this song, too. His voice is very, very powerful, um, uh, particularly on this song. I really liked how he, again, his intonation. But my favorite lyric is, live your life in such a hurry. Life goes by us so, so fast, and the sun will come up, come up again, and I will be here if you get scared. Just hold my hand. Mm. Just a great song. And, I, you know, in the title, obviously, it says Goodnight Rose, so I felt like it was appropriate to end my track, or my side A. I didn't want it. It wasn't a strong enough song to end my album, but I felt like mm. it was strong enough to end my side A and mm, with Goodnight Rose from my Easy Tiger. Yeah. Yep. Great. Great pick. Keila, what you got? All right. I love the personal connection there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what music's all about. All right. Well, <clears throat> pardon me. My number six, ending my side A, I'm going to the Love is Hell album. <laughs> and I believe you did the very last song on Love is Hell, but I'm going to close my side A with the very first song on Love is Hell, uh-huh. and that is Political Scientist. Mm, that's great. <clears throat> I just love this song. It, it's it's different for him. It doesn't sound like a lot nope. of his other songs. Um, so, it, like I said, it's the opening track on that double album, um, or track one on Love Is Hell Part One, if you happen to get them as they were originally cool. released as yeah. two EPs. Um, Ryan got into a bit of a battle with his label, Lost Highway, over Love Is Hell. They didn't think the album was quote commercially viable, so that's why they insisted on releasing it as two EPs instead of a proper album. Thought maybe it would just slip by people. Well, jokes on the label because people loved it because mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Um, the album has become a favorite among fans. Um, one review called it one of the most bleak yet powerful dissections of the human heart since Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. <laughs> Another great album. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the song has a lot of atmospheric noises in it. It's very, very haunting. Um, and at the very end of the song, he sings, you know, there's no guarantees. And then the music kind of bubbles over and it explodes. And then there's like this loud pitch. almost sounds like a little siren that just goes, and it stops on a dime. Mm-hmm. So I thought musically that was a cool way to end side A where it's yep. just the needles going and it's like, oh, where'd the music go? And then the, the needle comes up. So that's my number six. Political scientist. Mm, very cool. Bravo. I'm very excited to hear how you end your side day. <laughs> well, and I'm wondering if you can guess it, because I'm going to tell you the album and see if you can get it since we're pretty in tune here. Okay. My track six to end the album is coming off of gold. To end your side day. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say Wildflowers. You are wrong. Okay. Last thing I just smiled. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, it comes from a moment where he was standing at the corner of La Cienega and Melrose Avenue. He was reflecting on his recent past, and he told Billboard, In New York, I think I wrote more from a uh, claustrophobic kind of sense. I wrote outward because everything was so in. You were in this small-ass apartment. The fucking subway is hot. <laughs> it's busy. So you internalize everything. But in California, I looked harder for structure. There's 
so much room and, I, and it was so much better. Uh, he said the weather was even so much better. So he was looking at writing a little bit differently. And hmm. the line to me, um, hmm. and I'm so scared to know how I feel about you now. La Cienega just smiled. I'll see you around. Oh. I mean, it's just oh, man. Very, very beautiful. And I just like the way it sounds ending it out. Again, it's kind of a closer before you flip it. So Brilliant choice. All right. Number mm. six, Charlie. All right, well, I did number six, so we'll, we're doing a recap. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yep. the starter on this one, yep. So my recap, my first, or yeah, my side A, Hotel Chelsea Nights, The Rescue Blues, Magnolia Mountain, Fix It, Come Pick Me Up, and Goodnight Rose. All right, my side A for the perfect Ryan Adams album. New York, New York, let it ride. When the stars go blue, give me something good. You will always be the same. Political scientist. <laughs> Bravo. Give it to us. English Girls Approximately, Firecracker, Let It Ride, Nuclear, Hard Way to Fall, and La Cienega Just Smiled. That's great. <laughs> All right. So for my number Start seven. Off, flip it there over. There we go. So we're sitting in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go over to the record player to switch it over to side B, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. we see, you know, we saw Bob Dylan walk by. Well, Ryan Adams is in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Bob comes up to him and says, and you know, we're overhearing this as we walk to the record player. He says, uh, that song, My Winding Wheel, <laughs> what's it about? <laughs> what the fuck is a winding wheel? I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I can hear Bob so, saying that. <laughs> I, I, so, yep. Okay, so I walk over. We're going to flip over side B. We see Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix there. Well, Bob Dylan asked about winding wheel. My my track seven is my winding wheel mm-hmm. off of Heartbreaker. Yes, just a great great song yep. as an intro to Oof. my first or for my side B. Has that Counting Crows kind of feel? It almost mm-hmm. even reminds me yep. a little bit of Mrs. Potter's Lullaby. Yep, the, yeah. the beginning. Yeah, um, it just floats. And I, you know, we I've talked about this in other podcasts where I just gravitate to songs that just float. And for me, this song just floats. Does it? The yeah. guitar solo is so good. Um, yeah, it's just a great, great song. And, and again, off such a great album, Heartbreaker. My Winding Wheel to open up my side B. Beautiful. It is. Beautiful. Great choice. Thank you. Well, speaking of beautiful, um, I decided to open up my side B. You flip over the record. Some of my favorite Ryan Adams moments, and they're hard to choose, but um, his albums are so well produced. You know, Ethan John's along the way, especially early on in his career. Um but some of the best moments Ryan has ever had, in my opinion, are where it's just him and his guitar, or him and a piano. Mm-hmm. And a song that really brings that to the forefront for me, I'm going to Jacksonville City Nights. Oh, I'm so happy you are. Do you know what song I'm going to pick that's just him and his guitar and breaks your heart so hard? September. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yep. September is what I'm going yep. with. Um, to open up your side B, nice. Yeah. What a sad way to start it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Why I, are you so sad? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Jeez. Um, you, you know, the needle mm-hmm. drops and all you hear is that, yep. just that guitar. Yeah. Um, now, it seems to me that Ryan must have thought very highly of this song because the original title of the album, Jacksonville City Nights, was September. September. Mm-hmm. And it even had okay. artwork done for yep. it. Um, Interesting. Now, there are sparse strings and pedal steel Upright bass, it sounds like, and a, just a simple kick drum, but mostly this song is just about him and his guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is from his most old-school country record, obviously, mm-hmm. um, influenced by Graham Parsons and Willie Nelson. 
Um, incidentally, Ryan would go on to produce Willie's critically acclaimed, acclaimed Songbird album the next year in yep. 2006. Put on his producer's hat for Willie. It must have been a thrill for him. Um, now, Ryan said of this album, I wanted to make the kind of unironic country record you hear in a bar where people get knifed, where you <laughs> may or may not get your ass kicked by some guy with a big belt buckle and a pool cue. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that describes yep. that album perfectly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. um, now, this is a perfect example of the brilliance and honesty of his lyrics. Um, oh, I'm going to try to do this. Let's just listen to this and imagine losing someone you love. They carved your name into a stone, then they put it in the ground. Now, this is where he's a brilliant writer because now, next, he says, the next line. Now, that's poetic and beautiful what he just said there, right? They carved your name into a stone and they put it in the ground. The next line is about how real life works. Drink till I'm sick, then I talk to myself in the dog days of the summer. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about being at the grave, but he's drunk because he can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's, oh my gosh. Fantastic. I need to stop talking about this song because I'm going to be in a puddle over here. So uh, number seven for me is September. Over to Bravo. Perfect. Mm. I'm starting number seven, or side B. Yeah, flip it over. Yep, and I'm doing the same thing you're doing, where it's Jacksonville City Nights. Mm. But I'm going with the hardest part. Ah, okay. This song, again, you got to watch that Danny Clinch DVD. Oh, it's absolutely September. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just from the filming of it to just watching how an artist works, I found it fascinating that he wanted to do a Husker Du version of a country album. And I love Husker Du. Yeah. And I, it made sense. To me, my favorite thing... I'm not a producer. I don't understand production. I don't know how music works. Kilo would have a lot more to tell you about that. But at the two, two minute and 18 second mark of that song, when he's singing out, you actually hear the vocals distort and kind of blur out for a second. Uh, and it's a definite yeah. production issue, but yeah. he left it in. Yeah. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. that You were just hearing him blaze through this track. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't care what happens to the mix. Yeah. Everything is just rolling through. And wow. it just sounds it sounds great. When his lyrics cut out, it actually is my favorite part of the song. Yeah. Because it's just so real. Hmm. Um, and then the line, I met a dark-haired girl that the Mississippi moon must have left by mistake one night. In a and hurry, Lord. In a hurry, Lord. <laughs> 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 just a great, great song. So, number great, seven. Great choice. All right, number All eight. All right. So, All for right. my number eight, uh, I'm going back to Easy Tiger. Um, and hmm. if we would have heard Charlie's intro uh musical intro or i'm sorry bravo's <laughs> yeah yeah intro. you are trying yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if we would have heard bravo's intro oh, we would have yeah. heard this song oh yeah and that's two yeah. which i danced to at my wedding oh i love this song this song that's is great. very very mm -hmm. underrated great for me uh out of his catalog i mean cheryl crow sings backup vocals yeah mm -hmm. yeah can't go wrong with cheryl crow yep um my favorite line is well my money's no good when i'm up to no good <laughs> No, no good, good ever, ever comes, comes from it, honestly. Honest. I got a really good heart. I just, <laughs> just can't catch a break. If I could not treat you like you wanted me to, I promise. It's <laughs> hard to sing. Yeah. <laughs> this song being only two minutes and 38 songs, mm -hmm. or two minutes and 38 seconds, it just, you want more. Yeah. Like, it just, uh, it just mm. yep. begs you to have more. Brilliant. Great song, and again, flowed really nicely from My Winding Wheel. Um, so yeah, at number eight for me, two off of Easy Tiger. Beautiful. Number two at number eight. <laughs> yeah, number two at number eight. 
All right, so my number eight, you know, everybody is crying in their beers <laughs> yeah. after September. After yeah. You're at the grave. And it is September. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Now, you need, you need a pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need a pick-me-up after that song. Yep. You need a kick in the teeth, as you I know. like to say. So I'm going to go with what I think is one of his, his most rocking songs of his entire career. And it was on his first album, Heartbreaker. And it's the song, To Be Young is To Be oh. Sad is To Be High. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised that it took me until track eight on this perfect album to tap into the brilliance that is Heartbreaker, his debut album, mm. as I sit here with my Heartbreaker t-shirt on. <laughs> yep. Um, it's even harder to believe for me that this album is now 20 years old. Jeez. Getting old. Um, now it's one of only three songs on the album that is a co-write. This one was written with David Rawlings. Mm. Um, David also recorded this song for his own solo album as well, his own version, which I've never heard. Actually, I want to hear it. Um, it's also one of only two songs on the album that really rocks, and it's not a ballad or a mid-tempo song. Most of Heartbreaker is him and his guitar, and it's, oh, oh my gosh, it's, it's <laughs> perfect. Um, but this song is after they have that little argument mm-hmm. about Morrissey, I guess it is in the beginning, yeah. um, which is technically the first track, I guess. Um, but this song is just... It sounds like you'd hear someone, yep. like a, a band in a small corner of a bar, yep. um, just just rocking the crap out of it. Um, so yeah, number eight, To Be Young. Mm. Over to you. Very good. It took you eight tracks to get the Heartbreaker. It took me eight tracks to get the Heartbreaker. Wow! Uh, so, right. I'm right there with you, but it took me a while too. Yeah. Come pick me up. I'm stealing from Charles. Oh, there it is. Not a whole lot more to say than what he said, but mm. my favorite line is, when you're walking downtown, do you wish I was there? Do you wish it was me? With the windows clear and the mannequin's eyes, do they all look like mine? Oh. Yeah, so good. Yeah, you use mannequin's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing something right. mannequin, yep. <laughs> all right, number nine for you. All right, man. Uh, great, great pick, obviously. Um, so I am going back to uh, Heartbreaker again for mine. So I got back, or no, not back to back, but, and that's, oh, my sweet Caroline. Oh, uh, so the interesting fact on this song is Pat Sansone from Wilco mm-hmm. plays the piano on this track. Hmm. And I actually got really? to see Pat Sansone when we were in Nashville at this place called The Five Spot. If you ever go there, listeners, it's awesome. The DJ was like probably 60, 65 years old, <laughs> played all vinyl and he would talk about the song before oh, he would play the song. Oh, nice. And that night... It was all just guitar, like um, great guitar solos from like 60s and 70s British rock bands. And so Pat Sansone's band, they were called the Berlinettas. And the, I guess Wilco was not on tour, so, and he lives in Nashville. So he put together like just this band of his buddies, and they did just 60s, 70s, like, fu- like early stones, like kinks. It was freaking awesome. It was yeah. so cool. Anyway, so he played piano on this song. Emmylou Harris sang backup on mm-hmm. the song. Emmylou Harris. Oh, oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And again, it's what transcends this song to, you know, if it was just him solo, you know, I, I, I'm not, it might not be on my album, but with her singing it, the, the chorus of this song, it just gives you the chills. Like, it's just so, so good. Um, and as we're listening to Oh My Sweet Carolina, Roger Waters and Patti Smith walk by. So... Oh, My Sweet Carolina for me at number nine off a Heartbreaker. Just a great song. This is, this is a lobby I never want to leave, folks. <laughs> this is brilliant what you're doing, Charlie. I love it. 
Um, how did I not know that Sandstone played on this song? Yeah. Oof, I'm glad, glad you told me. Um, all right, now, so for my number nine, I'm going to what I think, and Bravo and I have discussed this before. I don't know if your feelings have changed recently or not, but I think a criminally underrated album in his discography is from 2011, Ashes and Fire. <laughs> so I'm going there for my number nine. And I'm going with the opening track of that great album, and that's a song called Dirty Rain. Mm. Um, Good song. I just love this song. Uh, It's got a terrific melody, and it builds to that classic-sounding chorus. So, may the wind blow, may the moonlight know your name. So, let the needle move the record round till the walls cave in, and you and I are out there dancing in the dirty rain. So let that needle move around on your perfect mm. albums, folks. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, there's a killer live version of this on YouTube from Live on Letterman when he did that show. Uh, in so this, good. In the studio there in New York. Yeah. yeah. But this song, he really pushes the range of his vocals and the chorus. He's just he's on the verge of his voice cracking purposefully. And I've actually heard versions where his voice does crack in the chorus. But, and it's, it sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds silly to say that someone's voice cracking sounds amazing. But if you hear the song, you know what I mean. But... Um, Ashes and Fire is a fantastic later oh, period album of his so that I good. think is criminally underrated. So good. Um, uh, wh- wh- how do you feel about Ashes and Fire after all these years? Uh, it's Bravo? still, if I had the list as discography in order, it's still the one I have at the bottom. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I, I had five songs out of my 28 songs on, of Ashes and Fire. <sighs> yeah. I did not connect very, with that album. Really? No. Still, wow. To this day, still do not. Amazing. Okay. Well, I digress on that. But I, <laughs> my, my number nine is... Dirty Rain from Ashes and Fire, Bravo. <laughs> no, well, look, my number nine is coming from an album you love, Gold. So you can't, okay. you can't right. argue. Oh, I won't be bad. Now, <laughs> again, as, as someone who loves music, I'm sure you've had this where there are songs that you love because of things that happen in your life. Sure. They're not necessarily, you wouldn't say, well, this is the best song, so I'm going to put it here. Yeah. But somehow, someday, pops Ooh. up for me for a personal yeah. reason. Yeah. That's a good song. I was once in uh, New York City with a, a girl I enjoyed spending time with, and we were walking into a bar called Pete's Tavern, just getting sloshed, having a couple of drinks, getting mugged, as she called it. And when we walked out, we were just, you know, happy, just stumbling along. And I looked and realized we were at 16 and Irving. And the line, stumbling down on 14th and Irving, popped yeah. to my head. And I was able to look to my left and see, two blocks down, the exact spot he wrote about that song. Yeah. So to me, that was very interesting that, hey, mm-hmm. here I am having a great day. Yeah. And, and he, a great song. And two blocks yeah. away, yeah. he was having a great day, too, so... And I just like the line, I wish we were still making plans, but now there's nothing to fix. So yeah. There ain't no way I'll ever stop from loving you now, <laughs> no. right? That's mm-hmm. no yeah. exactly. Yeah. So. Great song. Somehow, someday at number nine. Nice. All right, Charlie. boys. So as we're sitting in the lobby, mm-hmm. about to listen to track ten, Iggy Pop and Bette Midler just walked in. <laughs> and Bette Midler. Love her. Midler. Yeah. Mm. So Ashes and Fire for me, like I said, was a great album, and that's where I get next my next track off, and that is Lucky Now. Ooh. My favorite lyric is I don't remember where we were where we wild and young. All that faded into memory. I feel like somebody I don't know. Are we really who we used to be? Am I really who I was? Oof. I love the eh chorus. Yeah, yeah. The bridge. And then of course the the best line and I'm gonna sing it. Do it. <laughs> I wanna sing it. The lights will draw you in Ooh. and the dark will bring you down. The night will break your heart. 
Only if you're lucky now. <laughs> it's just, oh man. Again, a song that just gives you chills. Mm. Um, and again, uh, Ashes and Fire for me, just a great, great album. And unfortunately, this was the only song that came off of that. So I will say, off that album, that is my highlight. That, yeah. that yeah. song does stand out. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and that kind of set my song 11 up. And that's why I had Lucky Now at number 10. Kilo, what you got? Nice. All right. Well, my number 10, I feel like, I don't think anybody else is going to pick this song. And he's got so many great songs. But this song off of Cardinology mm-hmm. has always just been one of my favorites. I just love the way it starts musically mm-hmm. and builds. and Beautiful. Uh, it's a song called Cobwebs. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, now, while it is the fifth track on the album, it is the first song recorded for the album. And this song was actually recorded in only one take. Wow. Which is, oh, that's almost impossible to do, folks. <laughs> um, now, there are lots of great songs on Cardinology, like Fix It, Magic, and Sync Ships I love. Yeah, Sync Ships is good. Yeah. <clears throat> but this has always been my favorite song on mm-hmm. Cardinology for some reason. Um, I love how the song builds, and it showcases the always steady Brad Pemberton on mm. drums. Um, a lot of great Tom work on this song for him. And I love the chorus lyrics. If I fall, will you catch me? If I'm sorry, sorry enough. If I fall, will you pity me? Will you confuse my love for the cobwebs? This song just <laughs> builds and builds, and it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So it's kind of a sleeper pick, I think, on my album, but mm-hmm. I'm proud to put it there at number 10. Cobwebs. It's a good pick. Awesome. Over to Bravo. Yep, great pick. For number 10, I'm going with another song that he wrote kind of as an homage for a woman that he had dated. and um, This one went out for Winona Ryder. You know what song that is? Oh, oh I used to know. She, she played a character Winona. in a movie from a house that was sold because a couple died in it. Beetlejuice. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the movie Beetlejuice? Yeah. So it's called This House Is Not For Sale. That's so oh, He paints yeah, a picture yeah. of basically a, a couple dancing around their house he, with the lines... Do you remember when we even bought this thing? I danced you across this wooden floor and you signed the lease. What happened in the car that night? What happened in the car that night? Yeah, yeah. And it's just very fascinating. I mean... Calm down. Yeah, calm, calm down. down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful song. I just love the way it sounds. Love the way it was written. I love Winona Ryder. Oh, my God. She appears in my favorite movie, remember? <laughs> yeah. Reality, Reality Bites. Bites. There you movie. go. Yeah. So, mm. there we go. Number 10, This House Is Not For Sale. Ooh, great pick. All right. So for my number 11, oh, this is getting sad. We're getting to the end. <laughs> so this is, my first, yeah. <laughs> this is my first um, pick off this album, and that's 29. Oh. Uh, has anybody? T- Not I yet. Know. I was hoping someone would go to 29. I was too. Yeah. Uh, so we are going with Nightbirds. Okay. Oh, oh I toyed around with that, but you did it. Great. We were supposed to rise above, but we sink into the ocean. I feel like a body stuffed into a trunk from a million years of lying and getting drunk. <laughs> Man, this song is haunting. Yeah. I love that echo that they did. The piano in this song is so good. Yeah. And like you, the last minute of this song, it feels like you're underwater. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just. Oh my God. Nightbirds. <laughs> what a great pick. <laughs> yeah, that is a oh great my song. Goodness. It's such a great song. And for me, 29 was a little under underrepresented. Uh, that song and Elizabeth, You Were Born to Play, really, are, for me, were the only two highlights off that, that album. But 
this Nightbirds, oh my God, so good. And again, really, like after listening to Lucky Now, it just fit really, really well. Um, yeah, so number 11, Nightbirds off of 29 for me. Well, and we have to say it again, folks. 2005, was he incredible. released Cold Roses, yeah. Jacksonville City Nights, and 29. And, 29. and Cold Roses is a double album, by the way. Yeah. In seven months. It's not even a year. It's seven yeah, true. Not even a full year for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Crazy. goodness. Makes you wonder what's lying around in those <laughs> oh vaults, by the way. I mean, you know a lot His of yeah. B-sides. Good lord. Yeah. Jeez. Mm. That's a whole other career. Seriously. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Woo. So, my number 11. It's time for me to steal from Curveball Charlie. Oh, what you got? Although I don't see this as a curveball at all because this song is fantastic. It's from Gold. And my number 11 is The Rescue Blues. Oh, it's a great song. Yep. Oh, I just love it. It's got a great groove. The guitar work is just a standout on this album yep. for me. It's got that... This song has what I call... It's got a laid-back swagger. Just the way he sings it and everything about the music. Um, I think you quoted this little part of the lyrics you quoted to earlier. I had, and everybody wants to see you suffer. Mm-hmm. They know that you need the pain so much. Um and this is another song, by the way, that has a just an amazing version on that uh, music in high places. Mm-hmm. Program it does from, from Jamaica. Mm. So yeah, the Rescue Blues uh, to to fit in right before my final track. I just felt like it picked up the album really well, the pace. And there we go, number eleven, the Rescue Blues. Yep, perfect. Over <laughs> that music in high places DVD is definitely worth watching. Oh. Yeah. He does a he does a cover. I mean, a, a version of Fire uh, Firecracker in it. Yeah, where you can watch a donkey drink a beer in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's fighting off the bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor donkey. My number, <laughs> my number eleven. Oh my sweet Carolina! It had to get on here. Ah yes. So uh, Ryan wrote this song at the back of the Niagara Bar, and for me, I'm a huge Ryan fan. So on my honeymoon, I stayed at the Chelsea Hotel. My first night, I. Took a taxi over to Niagara Bar and sat just because I wanted to be in that bar. Mm. It's owned by Jesse Mallon. So mm. fans of Ryan probably know Jesse Mallon as well. Yeah, great. New York uh, guy. Yep. So I got to sit in there where he wrote it, wrote it but um, like like uh, Charlie was saying, Emmy Lou sang background, yeah. just like she did with Graham Parsons. So yeah. one of his heroes. Yep. So he um, he got to sing with, with Emmy Lou. And the line, it just did, again, writing. So I went on to Cleveland and ended up insane. I bought a borrowed suit and learned Learn to, to dance. dance. I was spending money like the way it likes to rain. Then I ended up with pockets full of cane. I mean, just again, beautiful. And he song. says that pockets full of cane. But yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you can't keep it. It's really hard to keep that song off. So I mean, I had to put it in there, and that's where I threw it. Number eleven. <laughs> Number 11. <laughs> awesome. So you close it. Closing uh, it up. So we leave the lobby, and we're going to open the double doors of that hotel, Chelsea, and we're going to go into the street. And Kamasi Washington and Jerry Garcia are going to follow us because Kamasi actually sang saxophone on track 12, which is an, an homage to the city where Hotel Chelsea is. And that's New York, New York. Mm. I felt like New York, New York would ju- was just a great, great closing track. The congas in the song. Yeah. Um, it, and the music video... Featured mm-hmm. Ryan Adams performing in front of the city of Skyline yeah, yeah. from Brooklyn, and yeah. it was filmed four days before 9/11. Yep. So it was, you know, after it happened, mm-hmm. you know, by circumstance, you know, like yep. he didn't try it, but it really yep. kind of became this, you oh, know, yeah. almost like anthem for. Oh, it did. Um, the saxophone on this song by Kamasi Washington is—it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so so good, 
And I, I, I joke, it, it's kind of like Ryan Adams and the E Street Band. Yeah, like, yeah. Is yeah. there any song that like yeah. reminded you of, of Bruce? Like that's kind of what that song did. And like you said, it earned a, a Grammy Award nomination for Best Rock Art, which I did not know that. So, yeah. um, this was such a difficult, just a difficult task for me, um, getting twenty eight songs down to twelve. Um, but yeah, New York, New York was was an obvious choice for me to, to end my perfect album. So excellent. Yep. Well, my number 12, folks, and I, I know, I don't know, I can't believe I didn't do this. I, I did not put Come Pick Me Up on my perfect album. <laughs> I did not put Oh My Sweet Caroline oh. on my perfect album. And, you know, a part of it, because I, I knew that at least one of you guys would. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to... <laughs> I'm just... glad you had faith in us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. You didn't let me down. But I am going back to Heartbreaker for my closing okay. track. And I'm going with the song, In My Time of Need. Mm, it's a beautiful song. Uh, it sounds like a long-lost Bob Dylan song from his heyday. Mm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. At the beginning of the track, you can actually hear Ryan whisper on, on the album. You can hear him say, All right, sitting on my foot is weird. He's talking to himself. Yeah. And usually, obviously, you would cut that out and then start the, the guitar, but it, they left it in. It just sounded cool. So you feel like you're in the room with him, mm -hmm. the hotel room, as he records. Um, it's still amazing to me that this album was only recorded in just 14 days in Nashville. Two weeks it took him to make Heartbreaker. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just Ryan and his guitar. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm going to pass it over to Bravo. In my time of need, closes out my perfect album. What do you got? And that's a great pick. That that is almost as good as I. I was hand in hand with that song and what I picked. Yeah. You know? Okay. But I ended up going with the sun also sets. Oh. It just sounds like a closer to me. The piano. I think that's one of his most underrated songs. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, you've seen him that live performance where he's sitting with a broken wrist. Just holding yeah. the microphone yeah, while yeah. the band's playing and the BBC, yeah. the emotion behind the singing. Easy Tiger. Easy Tiger. Yep. yep. And it's just a fantastic vocal. I mean, and it just sounds like the way you want an album to end. Just that piano, the the vocals and the line. When you get these feelings, next time, oh, next time, be sure, because you're going to tear someone apart. Just so good. So, oh. That's how I'm ending it, guys. Love All that right. song. So, recaps. All right. Go so, my perfect album. Track one, of course, Hotel Chelsea Nights. Track two, The Rescue Blues, Magnolia Mountain, Fix It, Come Pick Me Up, Goodnight Rose, and then we flip over side B, My Winding Wheel, two, Oh My Sweet Carolina, Lucky Now, Nightbirds, and New York, New York. And your B-sides. And my difficult B-sides. I went with Desire, off Demolition. Ooh. English Girls, approximately, which mm. you mentioned on your first track, right? Yep. And Nobody Girl, off of Gold. Nice. Good yep. one. All right, my perfect Brian Adams album. New York, New York, Let It Ride, When the Stars Go Blue, Give Me Something Good, You Will Always Be the Same, Political Scientist, Flip That Vinyl Over, <laughs> September, To Be Young Is To Be Sad Is To Be High, Dirty Rain, Cobwebs, The Rescue Blues, in my time of need. And my B-sides are The Sun Also Sets, oh, which is your album yes. closer. Uh, a song called Follow the Lights, which is on mm -hmm. an EP of the same name. And uh, Steal from Charlie here, I went with Magnolia Mountain. That's my mm. third B-side. Bravo, what you got? I had a English Girls Approximately, Firecracker, Let It Ride, Nuclear, Hard Way to Fall, and La Cienega Just Smiled. Flipping over, we got The Hardest Part, Come Pick Me Up, Somehow Someday, this house is not for sale. Oh my sweet Carolina, and the sun also sets. My three B sides are Carolina Rain, Ooh. Haunted House. No one had prison, I don't think. No, no. Yeah. no. And a So Alive. 
Oh, uh, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, off yeah. rock and roll. I would love to put it on, but it just doesn't fit the sound of the record. Yeah. So oh, that that's rock my and roll record. <laughs> yep. That was his big middle finger to, <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. to the record company. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. Oh, and self don't die. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I yep. love nineteen seventy four because I yeah. was born nineteen seventy four too. Yeah. So I always love that song. Mm. Um, all right, well, boys, we have been so excited <laughs> wow. for this. What a great job, great picks. Uh, that's our Ryan Adams perfect album. Um, again, check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, KCB Music Den. Um, we're gonna do our. Um, Sponsors, real quick, as we shut off the lights in the lobby, right, Charlie? Absolutely. <laughs> we want to thank the Hotel Chelsea. Yes, for we, do, we do. We do. We um, do. Love what you did with that. Um, so we've got Roar Outfitters, R A W R, RoarOutfitters.com for all your clothing needs. Yep. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to their YouTube yep. channel. Check out their designs. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roosterstone.com and uh, at at the Rooster Productions um, on Instagram for some videos by Red, always doing a great job promoting us as well. We love to promote him; great musician. Um, so yeah, that was oh, that was so good. We've been a looking forward to folks. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's th- by the way, there's so many songs that we couldn't fit on. Mm-hmm. There's 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 entire albums that we didn't even touch upon because he's got yeah, yeah. so much great stuff. And not to mention Whiskey Town. Oh, yeah. I mean, possibly my favorite thing he's ever been a part of is the album Strangers Almanac by Whiskey Town, and that was before he went solo. Right. Um, so this this man is an absolute drop dead stone cold genius singer songwriter. Um, so please dive into his work. Um, and for the fans out there, you know, we hope we hope we we did him justice. You yeah, know, and that you appreciate our our and hard work and the stress <laughs> yeah. that it got down to trying to get to 12 songs. Yeah, good point. And speaking of the fans, go onto that Facebook page, yeah. KCB Music Dan, and give us your perfect album for Ryan Adams and anybody else we've done so far. So speaking of the KCB Music Dan podcast and the upcoming episodes. Absolutely. Drum roll. Number 11. Episode, episode 11, 11 is going to be Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, boy. Bill, Billy Corgan and Company. We're Absolutely. going to dive into that massive discography. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So again, thanks for all the support, folks. Uh, spread the word on social media. Um, we do this because we love music, and it's just so much fun, so rewarding. Um, and, and we're yet, in thirteen countries. Yeah, we're in thirteen <laughs> countries and counting. Maybe and counting. maybe Ryan will bring us some more countries. Who knows? There you go. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, Ryan Adams is just one of my favorite. He's, he's probably my favorite songwriter. Of all time, mm-hmm. and I know that seems crazy because you've got the Beatles, you've got this. I mean, you've got all the. But just for me, from when I was growing up, from when music meant so much to me in my twenties and thirties, and um, this guy is just <laughs> history will remember Ryan Adams as one of the greatest songwriters uh, that has ever lived. Um, so yeah. we might just have to wait for that to see that. But dive into his music um, for Charlie and Bravo. This is Kilo signing off for the KCB Music Den podcast. Go listen to some Ryan Adams, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Take care.